lights, four lights, five laps. Pause. Go, go, go. And Senna sprints away, but Alain Prost takes the lead. It's happened. Alain Prost has taken the advantage. Senna is trying to go through on the inside, and it's happened immediately. This is amazing. Senna goes off at the first corner. But what has happened to Prost? He has gone off too. Well, that is amazing, but I fear absolutely predictable. Damn, dude. Rest, rest in peace, Murray Walker, fucking legend. Wow, man, that just gave me the chills listening to that. I haven't even, yeah, I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where he's a legend, even though I don't think none of any of us saw a race where he commentated. But you know his voice from so many, so much like archive footage and previous race highlights we've seen. So, um, you never heard any of his, any of the races he called? I don't think I've seen any of them live. No. No, huh. not that I remember, because I used to watch F1 in in France with really shitty commentary when I was a kid. So, oh right, you had to listen to like the <laughs> yeah, the Frenchies. <laughs> the Fr- yeah, I have to say the French. The French aren't aren't watching anything, any sports in French with French. Like, it's just not that that fun. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd say that, but like F1 oh. for sure. No, we had we had we had a former driver Lafitte who was funny because he was he mumbled every three seconds, but Murray Walker. <laughs> uh fucking legend 98 years old great life um and yeah just wanted to pay our respects to one of the greats wasn't a racer but was a hell of a talker yeah man he was uh <clears throat> his voice uh, when you when you hear it you just immediately think of i mean those moments with senna you think of um some of the moments with mansell damon hill um Villeneuve. I mean, it just, it yeah. goes back Sh- to Schumacher early Shumi. days. Yep. Yeah. It goes back to the, I don't want to say uh, glory, glory days, but some of the, um, some really special moments in the sport and he was there to call it. Yeah. And, uh, Martin Brundle called a lot of races with him later and he learned a lot from him. Well, I guess Martin Brundle will become the next big commentator. Um, but yeah, paying our respects to one of the greats, um, sad, but although, uh, but also, you know, it's good to celebrate him because he lived a fucking awesome life. Ninety-eight years old, holy shit! Yeah, I'm definitely not making it to that. So, um, <laughs> um I mean, <laughs> I, I, I hope, hope not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just that, kidding, bro. That, that, that's a lot of F1 season. I think he's seen every single F1 season actually yeah. in history. Yeah, um, so encyclopedia. Dude, well, also he commented with, I mean, just him and James Hunt was um, listening to those old races. Like James Hunt sounds, <laughs> he sounds like this like old Earl of Oxford. And you're like, you think he's this like really like, I don't even, he, he sounds like some sort of like English heir to the throne. And in fact, it's James Hunt who was you know, <laughs> having big sex all the time, smoking cigarettes and drinking like minutes before he got in the car. Yeah, I have anyway. a feeling he if he was doing if he was doing that well, like you know in his commentating days, Murray Walker probably was not a big fan of his that attitude. And <laughs> I, I, I saw some clips where they had to share the mic. <laughs> that was kind of hilarious oh, to see them hand off the mic. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that's that's a great life though. Great life. A great sure. life. Uh, a little sad way to start out the F one season, but you know uh, we're gonna celebrate it. I'm sure there'll be a, another commemoration at Bahrain round one because that's what's next for us. We just finished three days of testing in which we learn a lot 
or nothing. I'm not sure. Um, but let's roll that intro and get into it. Roll it. Question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. So we're back after three full days, three days of testing only this year compared to six last year, which is already down from eight the year before. What's going on? Why is there so little testing these days? And what can we learn about it? I mean, it's it's interesting to me that drivers, Lewis never liked testing. I, I thought his commentary on it was funny because he was like, well, I just generally hate testing, so I'm not so upset about it. But I also kind of wish I had more time in the car. So I'm probably not, <laughs> I'm probably not the best person to ask about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this year, obviously, with COVID and with cost cutting and the fact that we have similar cars to last year, um, three full days, which meant that a lot of teams were sharing uh, driver duties on track. And um, well, let's let's see. I feel like maybe the shortened testing uh, this year could make for a tighter field. That's kind of like my takeaway from this all. I think the biggest thing was like uh, for, you know, there wasn't a lot in the way of design changes compared to like, you know, what we expected this year. Um, you know, with the fact that they pushed the regs off for next year. Um, but a lot of teams had new drivers uh, this year. Right. So I think that's what probably changed the most. And then we're also in Bahrain and there was a fucking sandstorm the first day. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot that really, I think, I don't think any team is feeling very comfortable with their car at the moment. Um, overall compared well, to years past. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, there's a sandstorm and there's talk, you know, there's all these talk about sandbagging. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mer- Mercedes, I'll tell you one thing. There's one team that's not feeling as confident as, as they did last year after testing against Mercedes. Um, because first day, what happens after one lap? Botas goes out, gearbox. They're in. They're in for the morning. Everyone else is going out. Red Bull has a brilliant day. Finishes top of two out of three days. That's stat number one, by the way. Oh, um, yes, yeah. the guy who says in the pre-show he doesn't have any stats. <laughs> I got a little nervous. You know, it's like every season. I feel like you know. I got. Have to, do I still have it? Do I still have the stats in me? Am I still? You yeah, you, you do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oof. All right. So, Red Red Bull clearly, clearly feeling it. That's what I see. I mean, you know, I mean, it's no secret that you're a Merc sympathizer. I'm not going to say fanboy. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. But yeah. Mercedes. So Mercedes lost a lot of track time. 
beached it on day two. Hamilton threw it on the gravel, which is rare to see him do that. And uh, Botas had two big moments on day three. <sighs> I don't know. This could be the year. This could be the transition year. I don't know, man. I mean, this is this is we all. It, it, <laughs> I think the the meme that sums it up was the uh, the meme I saw that summed it up was that impractical jokers one, where it was like the guys saying like, uh, "Lewis, it's Bono. Um, we're gonna need you to bottle it through this corner." It's like, "Oh, sure thing." So, like, I mean, you mentioned sandbagging before, and quite frankly, like. Let's look at just overall, right? We had day one, you had, let's see, uh, Giovinazzi P6, right? Okay. Uh, right. We Last year this happened too, where the, the alpha like was, you know, was, was driving with very limited amount of fuel uh, in the tank and we're just putting in bomb laps and everybody's like, oh, well, alpha might, you know, do something this year and you know, that didn't happen again. Day two finishes P five and finishes above Lewis, by the way, you know, and Kimmy's p- finished P four on, on day three. So I don't, I don't, the only person who I think we really saw something from was Sunoda uh, at Alpha Tauri. But yes. other than that, I think, and we'll get into this later in the show. I don't think there's anybody could be making any assumptions about where um where the driver where where teams are going to be come race one no yeah i mean and you're, you're right in that sense we don't know about fuel loads i have some inkling just just like looking at cars i've been kind of figuring okay these are these guys are more comfortable than the, the that team is more comfortable than this team um and here's stat number two uh Tsunoda. Uh, I think he's going to be the most exciting rookie. And it hurts to say that because, you know, I'm a big Schumacher fanboy uh, and I want his son, Mick, to do really well. And by the way, Mick chose to have his MSC instead of SCH on the timing in honor of his father. So he's not running away from that pressure. He's embracing it. And I love it. Um, but they're not developing that car. Haas has not put in any fucking tokens. So they're going to suck. But Tsunoda isn't a car that looks pretty decent uh, in the midfield. And he actually has the best times in sector one and three and his P2 in sector uh, two. Yeah, man, he finished. I mean, it was crazy to watch his lap versus Max. Like they're both their fastest laps. I mean, he finished he finished a hundredth, like less than a hundredth off Max's time. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm super excited for. Uh, I'm sorry, no, no, one tenth. He finished one. He finished nine hundredths less than a tenth off of off of Max's time. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, whatever fuel load that is, uh, he's a fucking rookie. So that's that's really good to be up there, even if he wasn't a qualifying simulation or whatnot. But I just like the fact that he looks comfortable in that car. He's attacking right away. Gasly looked good as well. Um, it's good to see Perez. Speaking of new drivers in new teams. Although I think was it on day two where his engine cover just blew up, basically not blew up, it just exploded when he passed someone on track. Did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty wild. But Red yeah, Bull did it. Was... It didn't seem to phase them though. No, I'm telling you, Red Bull's confident. They're just calm. They're riding out that. What was the last race of the year? Abu Dhabi, where they dominated. Yeah, like he crushed and, it. Yeah, and you know they're they're a great team. They're a great like second half season development team. 
And since they have that car from last year going in, it seems like they might they might have the upper hand. And I'll tell you one thing, Mercedes has even admitted they are slower than Red Bull on race pace. So Yeah, I mean they say that, but dude, I that's the funny thing is like where let's look at the let's look at Merck and where they dominated last year. I mean, Max rarely gets a pole position. Um he's just never been a great qualifier generally um compared to his peers. Um and Merck dominates because they generally get that P1 P2 to start the race and then they just fly. So I mean race pace is important. But again, I don't, I can't sit here and say like, you got helmet coming out, helmet Marco coming out and saying that this was the best test that Red Bull's ever had in the history of Red Bull formula one racing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's maybe not in the history, but definitely in the hybrid era, since Merck has been dominating, this is the worst testing Merck's ever had and the lowest amount of laps. They're they're the the team with the lowest amount of laps also in this preseason testing so last the year they where Williams was uh yeah <laughs> last year in the last William, Williams put in a lot of laps uh this season uh but okay we're, we'll we'll get into the 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 more you know uh the pecking order on our 2021 20, preview uh but in testing I think the first driver that I saw go out on track was TR3 in that papaya orange McLaren let me tell you, that car is looking good. Dude, the, the McLarens look look solid, and and he he seems to be very comfortable in that car already. Like he 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 didn't yeah. have anything negative to say about it. He was he seems locked in, like he's ready to go. Um, which smooth, is smooth smooth transition with drivers, as you just mentioned. Also, smooth transition with the new engine, with the Mercedes engine. Yeah. Yep. And new also, engine. McLaren has uh, come up with a little diffuser magic, and apparently, all the teams are copying their uh, back diffuser uh, design. So, uh, I like I like this approach of you know putting you know uh, a dramatic team in place there, getting that getting that Merc engine back, and just kind of working working and chipping away and not really making any big, you know, big claims are like, yep, yeah, we're just working at it and we'll see in Bahrain. So I mean, I'm remember, super excited. Yeah. Finished P3 last year. I think Merck is, I'm sorry, McLaren. Um, <laughs> Mercedes, McLaren, McLaren, Mercedes. Um, but I, I do think they, They've been really quiet though, which is what I really enjoy. Is they haven't not a lot of press coming out. There hasn't been a lot of talking. Um, you know, it's been pretty much like I think the the one article that I've read about McLaren really was how they're a little shocked that nobody followed their lead on the on the the diffuser. But other than that, they've just kind of been like, Yeah, let's go. Let's go race. Yeah. You know, let's fucking go. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of Danny Rick was doing last year at Renault, you know, doing his thing and he's carrying that over and it's great. I think they're not, they're not lighting up the timing screens, but they do look good. The car looks fluid on track. Like the Red Bull looks fluid. The McLaren looks fluid. I've never seen the Mercedes so out of shape. Uh, Maybe they were running on, you know, heavy ass fuel all the time and the car was undrivable. But I'll tell you one thing, that back end, you know, you don't see Lewis spin that much, you know. That, that is that, true. That happens with Seb mostly, so. Uh, <laughs> Had to get that little dig in there. 
<laughs> a little dig. Who knows? He might have a good season this year. Uh, he, but he is also somebody who is who I I mean, I don't feel like he came out of testing feeling that comfortable. I read in our you know before yeah, before we he, today's episode didn't. Mm-hmm. He came out and said um, that basically, if he were ten years younger, he'd be freaking out right now. Which to me says like. Okay, so he's not super confident in that car yet, which... Yeah, he said that he needed like another 100 laps, which is a lot. Like, you know, um, he did. Like, it did feel twitchy, the car. It didn't, you know, you know, I feel that there were multiple teams that looked smoother than the than the Aston. The Aston, first of all, looked great on track. Uh, yeah. You know, we spoke of liveries the, last time, but that green looked sexy on track. It does. It looks, it looks pretty good, and, but... You know, you know, I'm, it's gonna hurt. It hurts to say, but Lance Stroll might have the the best looking helmet this year. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at that helmet. It just looks clean. It doesn't have a lot going on, but it's like it just it it fits the car. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's James Bond. It's just James Bond right there. However, the he needs to get a haircut before the first race of the season because dude looks like he literally <laughs> rolled out of bed, and yeah. his dad's like, "Fine, Lance, just get in the car and put your helmet on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like a fourteen-year-old. I don't know what happened there. Like, what? How are you going to show up to the track looking like looking disheveled like that, man? Come on, you're getting paid money. Put that money to use. Or hey, when, you're La- when you're Lance Stroll, you don't really have any worry in the world, you know, I guess. ever. I yeah, guess. like your F1 future is just there. You're going to be in that team forever, and yep, you're hoping they'll do well at some point. <laughs> You just got to stay there like Kimmy did, you know, stay in the sport. Uh, speaking of Kimmy, there was a few interesting moments with Kimmy. Um, yeah, he and, Sainz, he and Sainz got in a little little, little bit of a scrap for a minute. Yeah, it, it looked like it was more Sainz who was like, tr- you know, trying to push him off. And Kimmy was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I didn't quite understand that, to be honest. And Kimmy, I think I read Kimmy just like, I don't know what he's doing, but I guess he was pissed off at something in total Kimmy fashion. You know, you can't really phase Kimmy. <laughs> I think they were, well, I think Sainz, Carlos Sainz was going for a hot lap and Kimmy was just like not aware at all, which is also kind of Kimmy. <laughs> yeah. And he just like, I was re- Kimmy had said that he came out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I, I just didn't, I didn't know what he was trying to do. Yeah, and then kind of put words in in Carlos Carlos's mouth was like, yeah, he must have been pissed off or something, which probably wasn't actually. <laughs> he probably was just trying to get a fucking lap in because they've got three days of testing. But hearing that, you know, probably pisses pisses you off because it's coming from Kimmy. You know, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> then no, nothing off. can phase him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you're actually pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what, Alfa Romeo. First of all, I love that livery this year. Um, they're saying. Kimmy, I think Kimmy was saying this car's faster than last year's. He did and, say that, uh, yeah. Which is good because that's it's not supposed to be like that uh, with the new regs um, at all. So if that is true, then shit, Alpha might be in it in terms of the midfield at least. Well, I was watching. I was watching uh, Julian Palmer. You know, he's given he he's gotten really good at these like at just analysis. Um, but he was yeah, giving he was, he was commenting testing, wasn't he? On a little bit. Days, I feel yeah. Like. yeah. Um, but yeah, he gave his his analysis, and it's so funny too because everybody who's you know being asked, can you give your perspective on you know where the teams will land or land following testing? It's like if you're going out there and claiming that you know one team is going to be better than the next, um, you know, especially within the different kind of segments of the grid, right? Like the bottom half, the midfield, and then the top half. 
you're 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 an idiot like don't try to say that with like you know it as fact because it's it's just not fact like i think this what i love about this year's testing though is how unsure we are of where teams are going to end up i think the merc struggles were like are making kind of giving everybody a little bit more hope that we're going to see some more competitiveness at the front of the field um you know but we've seen this from them before where they've sandbagged the shit out of testing and then come through and just again, have a dominant season. So, um, but to your point, they haven't had a testing like this before. So I could be wrong yeah, about that. Yeah. So the last two years, you know, okay. Two years ago, the first time we went to testing, uh, Ferrari is super quick and obviously they fucked up, but also that's the whole engine thing last year. Uh, it was the whole sandbagging thing, but in the end of the, at the end of uh, testing last year, Mercedes put in laps, you know, uh, they they kind of did show their true speed in the last day. I feel this year it just seemed that like you know oh just a little gearbox issue oh this is a little spin you're like fuck we're losing a lot of time and Mercedes is the only team not to um, do like a filming day because teams are you know allowed to do like a few filming days a year where which they clearly use that to also gather data and you know see if everything's going well. Uh, McLaren did two of those filming days before. Uh, testing and they had they went smooth. I'd say they were the smoothest team during this whole thing. And yeah, it just seems like Mercedes. You know, they lost the dust. They uh, their rear end seems super unstable. I don't. I'm just saying. You know, they they. I'm not saying they can't fix it in the next two weeks. But what I'm saying is that if if I'm Red Bull right now, if I'm Newey, I'm getting I'm getting super amped for the first round because you can you can finally you can potentially fight with them from the beginning this year and that's what i want to as a fan like i want to see merck struggle this year yeah i mean i think it's it's good for us as fans to watch more of a battle than like you know yeah then merck just drive away with it no pun intended but like (laughs) the i'm just i'm so hesitant to see that until like we're three races in and we're starting to see that back and forth. I think what I'm more interested in is that I think the midfield is probably tighter than it's been in a while. Um, you know, and I think I think Ferrari came. We haven't mentioned even really mentioned Ferrari, but I think uh, yeah. the you know the Ferrari's looking better than last year for sure. Um, I think you know I mentioned this in the last uh, last episode, but. You know, Charles had said, "I'd rather a car that is um, that's feels uncomfortable but is quicker than the opposite." Um, and he kind of said, "That's kind of, that's what he's got. He's got a car that feels a little bit less comfortable to be in, but he knows that it's a, a faster car." And it, yeah, like I think you mentioned this, like they've got they've got the straight line speed now. So yeah, they. The uh, I'm calling this the I'm not going to say redemption year for Ferrari, but it's the rebuilding year, uh, and it seems like Ferrari is also not making any claims. They're just saying you know our the engine seems to be matching the the figures in the dyno, which is a good sign. But and, that's always been their problem, right? Is like yeah. they'll make these gargantuan claims in preseason. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you know, like, because there's so many expectations. Like, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Like they'll come through and say, Oh yes, we're going to compete this year. You know, we're, we're feeling very confident. And like, I mean, last year was a perfect example of, of where they did not manage expectations properly. And then what happens the first, they, they, they finished 
where they finished, right? So I'm just saying, man, like somebody at their PR team did did good work this this offseason. We're like, everybody shut the fuck up. Stop, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop claiming things. We're just gonna we're gonna take our results, we're gonna walk away, and we're gonna go race. That's yeah, the approach that should be taken at this point. Let's just rebuild. Let's just rebuild. Yeah. Uh I thought Williams looked good, but clearly, you know, we don't know what the fuel is. But uh Russell came out saying, like, oh, like we're probably not gonna be anywhere it's not going to be any different for us than it was last year, but that's not true. It's not true. You know why? So they took a completely different approach with their chassis or their uh, arrow kit this year, which makes it completely unstable in situations where there's a lot of, um, or like there's a lot of headwind and it's, where it's just generally windy. Um, so their whole philosophy this year is like, we're going to basically, I don't know if you saw this quote, but, we're going to yo-yo between the back of the field and hopefully mm-hmm. somewhere where we can actually score points because we didn't That's, score yeah. any last year. And, you know, if we can have the car, you know, if we can get some good conditions in five or six races that can give us the points to get up to P eight or even P seven, you know, but that's they're, super ambitious, man. Their goal, their goal is clearly to beat Haas and maybe Alpha <laughs> Romeo. No, I'm not even. That's not no, even a chirp. No, like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing funny about that. Uh, but um, I, I do feel that I, I don't know. I have this positive feeling about Williams that they will be slightly faster, and they might be a little battle, like three way battle between you know Russell, Mick, Mazepin. I hate to say it, but he's he's not bad. He's been putting in some decent times. Putting some decent times. Yeah. He's, uh, he's yeah. He's it. yeah. Well, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing else to say about that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the team. I, I have this kind of I have this stat here that shows the difference between the teams. Uh, Dude, you said times. you were going to show up with no stats, and you, you got st- stats galore. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not sandbagging, but I'm also like, oh, can't say, oh. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't go out with soft tires to begin with, you know. Um, Alfa Romeo is the one that made the most. Um, the biggest jump and this also could mean nothing by the way but it seems like i'll just i'll go through the list i think they fucked up with williams on this chart because there's no way williams is a second faster than they were last year in qualifying in bahrain there probably was a qualifying mishap so i'll remove williams but alfa Romeo is three tenths slower only ferrari five tenths alpha tauri six red bull 1.2 haas 1.4 which i'm really surprised by that one mclaren 1.6 Alpine, which we need to talk about Alpine because that car looks fucking ah, it looks delicious. That's all I gotta say. It looks amazing. Okay, and uh, yeah, (laughs) fat fat kid coming out, chill out. (laughs) I want to eat the car. It it looks like a popsicle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, Aston Martin two point one and and Mercedes two point eight. You're supposed to have lost two seconds, and it just I mean this means nothing, but it also for me it gives me hope. I'll say. So, uh, Merck, if you could struggle and like maybe start in like P5, P6 in the beginning and then fight your way back, so we could have a thrilling fight. And Perez also wasn't doing too bad this this testing. Well, we're in for a good, 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 good start of the season. Yeah, man. I think, I think we, like I said, I think the, the, what we got out of testing, if anything, is that we're probably going to have a more competitive year than we've had in the past. I think yes. that, like I said, that midfield is starting to get a lot more competitive. Where, like, I think William, or I'm sorry, McLaren, Alpine, um, AlphaTauri, 
They've got a great, by the way, Alpha Tower, I think, has one of the most underrated driver lineups right now with, with Gasly and Tsunoda. Um, very strong, very, very strong driver lineup. You know, I think Tsunoda is yeah. probably not to like, not to say that Mick isn't, you know, he was F, F2 champion, but I think Tsunoda is, there's a, the, the kid's got a, a strong future in the sport. So I'm excited to see him on track. Yeah. Well, you know, Mick also is driving a Haas. Let's not let's <laughs> let's not be too. Uh, there's some, there's like, something ironic about Mick, that, though. He's yeah, driving put a Haas, in a like a put Mick, put Mick in a fucking good car. You'll see what he can do. So, like a Haas is like a like a like a big Haas, like a like a big Haas truck. You know, like <laughs> like a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of you know, it's a Russian tank. So we have, yeah, Russian tank. <laughs> anyway, oh man. So we have two weeks, two weeks, uh, ten days actually now until uh, the first race. Um, you know what's happening this week? Also, uh, before you say drive to survive, no, it's uh, they're announcing the um, the human rights world champion track. Saudi on the 18th. So we're going to get to see that layout. <laughs> wow. The human rights world champion. I mean, I'm not, you know, there's no way I'm going to be invited to that race. So I might as well speak my, my truth. Um, so that's something that's happening soon. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the track will look like because, you know, street track, we haven't had a street track. We didn't have a street track at all last year. Uh, now they're all coming back. So Red Bull, watch out. Cause that's where, that's where they fucking dominate. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? There's one other interesting thing. Well, Drive to Survive Season 3 is coming out on Friday. It's so funny how we're all excited to see that, yet um, we all know exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> we're like, let's binge it. We don't, oh, it's going to be so exciting. It's like, oh my God, Lewis won that race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's cool, though, to see the, you know, the, the behind the scenes of it. George Russell had a, it was a little critical of, of, the series this weekend though um, oh yeah i didn't I, I didn't see in much of the press about it i'll tell you i'm super excited to see the redemption stories like the ghastly and perez like those are gonna be great oh um, yeah i can't really I mean, looking forward to that yeah. oh good i think it just i think if we look back on that it'll be interesting to see how the driver survive team like positions checko um, oh I hope they were following him all year long. <laughs> Last year, they better have. I hope so too. I mean, I think he had he probably had the most to lose last season of any driver on the grid. Mm-hmm. Realistically, mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. And he came and he he came and, and performed. And you know, I think going just going back to testing real quick, um, there was an interesting stat about how he the delta to him and Max is is much significantly smaller than it ever was um, between uh, Gasly and, and, and Albon. So it just gives them such a competitive leg up. You know, if Max is really competing uh, for P1 and Checo's right there behind him, that really does make Red Bull a force and in, in at least the um, the constructors. I can't wait. I can't wait for Drive to Survive. I'm going to binge that over the weekend, and I can't wait for um, the season to start. We'll definitely be, you know, uh, talking about uh, the behind the scenes of Drive to Survive. One thing that I I forgot to mention, though, before we uh, wrap up is um, Alpine, the air intake 
Dude. That car has <laughs> a huge engine air intake there. Uh, well, the inlet is actually comically. not that big though, but it's like the back of it. It just it's like a just it gets like a big booty of a of a yeah. of a of a back Latina, end. Alpina, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alpina. Yeah, I mean, it's a French team, so. but it it was kind of comic, and it, it reminded us of like the like the nineteen seventies cars, like the DGA, also a French team, by the way. I guess French engineers like that. I guess I don't know what that's about, but uh, but cool to see Alonso is back, and he doesn't seem to be to have any problems with his jaw. So that's like because he has like two titanium steel plates that are going to be in his jaw the whole year because he won't have time to get it removed surgically like, through surgery before the end of the year. Oh, so that's, uh, yeah, it's a little added extra little bonus for him. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's, uh, gotten slower. Um, seems like he's on it and he will be there in that midfield. And I think as someone from Alpine that said, and it echoes like your previous points on the midfield that says there's no midfield anymore. It's a field. I was like, Oh shit. No more formula 1.5. No more best of the rest. That's the dream. There really isn't. I mean, it's it's going to be super competitive who's competing for the rest of the, those those spots and i think i don't think ferrari you know i don't think ferrari is is back in the top 3 conversation yet oh no i mean we're going to give it we're going to give it half the season and um and i'm also excited for our next episode cuz we'll introduce the new the brand new grandstand championship uh oh yeah a new point cool. system it, oh, it's a it's the new regs are in this year. We're not <laughs> we waiting for twenty twenty two. We got new regs, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight battle. <laughs> I well, dude, I'm 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 year two and zero oh so far, so I gotta I gotta step it up this year. Oh yeah, it's, I'm on a streak here. Um, we also we also released a bit of a, a bit of a merch. Got Recently. some merch available. We got yeah. some new new posters um, online at thegrandstandf1.com. Um, really beautiful, beautiful posters. Um, highlight some of our favorite tracks on the on the uh, the calendar. Uh, Spa, Monaco, Silverstone, and yep. that's just the beginning. We're going to be doing some more. And um, make sure to check out our first episode uh, that came out last week. And we'll be back in a few days with our Drive to Survive behind the scenes shit talk because there's no other way I can describe that episode. <laughs> um, and uh, a quick preview of the 2021 season. It's coming up really soon. I'm so, so uh, dude. Let's go. Let's get, let's get amped, people. Um, yeah, see you in a few days.